athletes take your mark, get set, it's time for the Addict Athlete Podcast. Everybody out there in quarantine land, hope everyone's doing well. Hope this podcast has found you safe and still sober. And uh, for anyone that may be tuning in, listening to this, please share it with friends and family, anyone that may be struggling with any kind of addiction. Addict Athlete's been designed to help anyone who's been either touched by addiction through a loved one or if you yourself are specifically going through some kind of addiction. Doesn't just have to be chemical dependency, can be absolutely anything that is creating havoc in life that's kind of gotten you off the rails. Um, Addict Athlete stands ready to help get you back on the race course uh, starting line and uh, get that family system reestablished and, and intact once again. Athletes, I'm so happy that uh, you guys are listening to these podcasts. I want to remind you that uh, right now we are per, we are putting on a virtual 5K. This is going to help families uh, that have been affected by the COVID epidemic, people that have lost jobs or maybe found themselves in situations where they're having some uh, some struggles with financial stuff. Addict to Athletes team uh, has put on a virtual 5K, and you can go on to our website or our our. Uh, social media outlets to find out more about that. Specifically, you can jump on our Facebook page and uh, register for that. You get a you get a medal and you get to contribute to uh, help those who have been affected by, uh, by this epidemic, lost their jobs and have found themselves in difficult situations. Also, if you want to jump on our website, our online stores, always receiving new, new merchandise too. There's new logos, new designs, all kinds of stuff popping up there pretty regularly. So if you want to grab yourself an Addict to Athlete shirt or jersey or sweatpants, jewelry, hat, whatever, it's there for your, for your liking. So go jump on that, uh, addicttoathlete.org, and you can find a link that takes you right to our online store. And as always, Addict Athletes stands ready with uh, coaching, recovery, and being able to help in a lot of different ways. So we have uh, established an online Zoom platform therapeutic meeting. So there's content in that meeting that can help strengthen your recovery if you find yourself in a location or situation by which you can't go to your traditional groups. This therapeutic group is offered to a, a select few, so jump on there to our Facebook page again and uh, you know, reach out to either myself, Blue, at addicttoathlete.org or Marissa at addicttoathlete.org and we can send you an invite so you, you or a loved one can uh, have some support during these times of, of urgency, it seems. As always, I want to introduce our guest today, Athletic Director Marissa Robinson. Say hi, Marissa. Hello. I'm here again. Here we go again. Absolutely. We've... Uh, We've come up with some good stuff we wanted to chat with the, you athletes about and maybe drop a, a little bit of info onto maybe some stuff you might have been experiencing throughout this uh, COVID epidemic or or really just because we're quarantined. I think our minds are more tuned to this, but early in recovery, when you begin to isolate yourself away from those who have uh, kind of kept you stuck in your addiction, it's crucial to understand some of the points that we're going to help hopefully teach you on how to make yourself feel more welcome and more like intact than to feel like there's a scarcity or a void there because of a lack of social networking or social support. We've noticed this a lot in the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Every, that a lot of our yeah. teammates are struggling with this. Everything's just so different and people have a hard time with change and differences. And so it's scary besides the isolation thing, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people really struggle in early sobriety or late in sobriety if you don't have that social support. And right now it's just different. Yeah, it is. And I think sometimes our minds start to wander and we, we start slipping into that victim and agent's paradigm. Remember, we've talked about so many times mm -hmm. that of scarcity where there just doesn't seem to be enough. And uh, it's super easy for uh, the extroverts to get kind of in their mind and feel like really left out. The introverts, I think, takes a little while, but I'm sure they've suffered the same way, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But some of them, maybe it just takes a little takes longer because they enjoy being inside and not interacting. But everyone needs to interact. Yeah. And I think everyone, you know, has their own way of doing it. We are. We're social creatures, and that's one reason why I think addiction wreaked havoc in our lives for so long is because it provided and offered that social network that uh, you know we, we kind of felt good within, and that's why they're so hard sometimes to walk away from. Mm -hmm. But what have you noticed, Marissa? Um, you know, you you as a recreational therapist teaching people to uh, you know kind of move outside of their comfort zones and to kind of push their their levels of. Uh, I guess alertness or self awareness to, to points that would really help them kind of say, I can do anything if I'm properly motivated and if I have the right balance. I mean, what have you noticed about how to get people maybe out of the funk or back into the swing of things? What what would you say works best? Well, I think it's just getting out of your comfort zone and recognizing that it's, uh, although 
can be scary and anxiety driven. Like that's where we grow. That's where we change. In fact, most of the time, that's where we enjoy life, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where we can just get better that I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that we're getting better every day, no matter what it is, or what we're going through. Yeah. Well, and I think the one thing that we need to understand first is that there is really only one lesson that we're going to have to learn throughout this whole experience um, of, of, you know, the COVID issue, and maybe even early in recovery is that you are the absolutely most important person in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And think about that for a minute. That sounds kind of conceited and self-righteous, but really, if you think about what it means is that you're really kind of entitled to live a life through your own eyes and to experience this, you know, and to bring it in, um, through how you interpret, you know, the situation, whether it's your recovery, whether it's how you're going to tackle this COVID issue, whether it's your, if you're going to have a job or not. And we get to experience it through our own eyes and our interactions within the world uh, and our interactions with people and places and things within our lives really do kind of like set us up to become something bigger than when we started, if we allow it to, to, to kind of you know, sink in. Well, and we have to put ourselves first, like you're saying, yeah. you know, if you're not in a good place and a good space, then how can you be a good employee or a good friend or a good parent or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, there's that old Buddhist philosophy, become one with yourself before anything or anyone else. That is so true in Mm -hmm. so many different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the situation that we're in with the eyes of scarcity and we're living our lives with the eyes of scarcity, what are we going to bring in? Scarcity, scarcity, right? Absolutely. So we might not just be another person when it comes to that, that grand scheme of you know, when things of our understanding kind of get mixed up or jumbled, um, that we resort to old behaviors like using or, or you know, bad you know, appetites, things that really are going to infect us back into the point where we feel like we have to use because of that scarcity. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's because of that that uh, our reality kind of depends on how much we can love ourselves and how much we can take care of ourselves mm-hmm. before we try to do that with anyone else. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think you know, clearing those hurdles is kind of important. I think that that relationship with ourselves most defines us when we really do show ourselves what love is to I'm, us. Yeah. And, and I don't know about, about how that works for everybody. I know how it works for me. And being able to do things like this and focus on things that I'm good at or talented at sure help a lot rather yeah. than trying to, you know, I guess... Um, go with the flow of like, you know, watching the news all day or catastrophizing, jumping on Facebook and becoming a, a, a a Facebook scholar on this COVID epidemic or whatnot, because we end up saying and doing things that are stupid if we get focused on that stuff. Yeah. You just lead by your emotions sometimes and Uh that gets you in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know what, you talked about comfort zones. And I think that a lot of this that we're experiencing, you know, not just with the COVID issue, but with your recovery in general, it really does kind of force us out of our comfort zone. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in that, not realizing that we got to, you know, not just eliminate our comfort zone, because some people can't do that. But what about expanding the comfort zone? Meaning like, we're all going to be in this in a comfort zone. I don't think comfort zones are all that bad, mm-hmm. but we need to expand them so that the parameters and the boundaries open up a little wider, right? Yeah. Well, if you stay there too long, it just, yeah, there's yeah. just not progress. There's not, you know, and it, it can become dangerous. It can become where you relapse and where you really struggle is when things start getting, you become complacent. Yeah, absolutely. So how do we get people out of the complacency? Maybe if they're in this funk right now, I mean, what do you, what do you recommend we do to get out of the mindset of like, just like stuck in this little box that we, you know, typecast ourselves into? Well, I think a lot of it's just your perspective, you Mm -hmm. know, like all of us are out of our comfort zone right now. Everything's different for everyone around the whole world right now. And recognizing that you're not alone in this everyone's going through it. Everyone is learning new things and trying to live life in such a different way. Um, Sometimes that helps you feel better is knowing that you're not alone in it Mm -hmm. and recognizing this is where we are. Now what? Instead of focusing on this is where we are. I hate it. I don't like it. This is the worst. I don't want to do this. I want to go do that. You know, I mean, that's never going to help is if you're focusing on what you can't do or, you know, the limits that are put on us rather than what we can do. 
I like that a lot. It makes a lot of sense. I think that when we put those limits on ourselves, we unknowingly kind of like bind ourselves to the anchor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I like that. And yeah, you know, you're right. It's about perspective. And as annoying as that is, it's very true. Like when we're struggling to love ourselves or to expand our comfort zones and stuff, um, I think that we, we feel like uh, we're too afraid or we're nervous to kind of step out of that boundary because we don't know what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so therefore that fear kicks in and we stay stuck. Yeah. You know, don't want anyone to leave. Don't want anyone to come in. I want to just be here. And I think that's it's interesting because that's what happened, I think, with one of my, my mother's marriages um, was that he was so stuck in this comfort zone of wanting to just stay at home in his garage and woodwork that they drifted apart, you know, despite being married. And I think that comfort zone he had was that fear of, of uh, you know, like um, you know, being like seen or part of a, a public you know, sector because mm-hmm. his job was was that. And so everywhere he went, he kind of believed that people were negative. And so when it's just him in his garage and his wood shop, that was all that mattered. And that really consumed him, even though it felt like something positive, it still took him down. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think it comes in college. I read a book um, called Flow. It's written by, um, mm. I don't even know if I pronounce it right. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah. Anyway, he talks about a lot of stuff that I, I'd love to share today during that. It's a great book if you've never read it. But he talks about the difference between like pleasure versus enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And pleasure sometimes gets us distracted from and thinking that that's enjoyment. Yeah. And pleasure is something that's usually passive. It's fulfilling basic needs. So it's like you're talking about yeah. your stepdad there, you know, that was kind of, he felt like it was pleasure in the garage and mm-hmm. away from everyone else. But if it's Took no effort. I mean, it probably was helpful and beneficial at first, but right. once it gets to the point that there's no effort and it's just mindlessly doing, yeah, um, that's not really good for us long term. Because that's know? when people start to plateau, specifically in like a recovery. I've heard this a million times where, you know, like right now, team addict to athlete. We have athletes that have gone the gamut. They run every race in every city, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like pretty soon they plateau. And that's what it's talking about. When it becomes a situation by which no effort or stretch of your ability kind of you know, yeah. is is the result, what do we do? Yeah. So yeah. you've got to do something else. So on the other side, it's there's enjoyment. And that usually, it's going to cause action. There's got to be a push forward. That's where mm-hmm. we're getting out mm-hmm. of that you know, comfort zone and going towards that growth zone. Um, it may not be pleasant at times, kind of like exercise right exactly it's not pleasant when you're doing it but looking back and when you're done you're like wait that was that was good i'm glad i did that Mm -hmm. and that's where you can feel enjoyment and it usually comes also with full concentration it's something that you're getting your mind your body something involved in even if it's a really good book that Mm -hmm. can bring really good enjoyment it's not you know causes you need to have some effort in it to achieve it um and yeah I mean, think about it. Anything that's difficult is, you know, going to be worthwhile and brings growth at the end. Exactly. You know, you look back at your life and you think of the times that you've grown the most. That's not when you were in your comfort zone. Exactly. And you're snuggy on your couch. Can't can't ever be that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, those are the times they're hard, but you can get true, true enjoyment out of it. I like that. You know, and right now. Maybe we didn't, none of us, I don't think, put ourselves in this situation. It's just what's happening in the world. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we get pushed out of our comfort zone because we choose to step out. And sometimes we get shoved out, Mm -hmm. like right now. Like right now. There's nothing else we can do. But when you get out of that comfort zone and you're just, okay, what now? How can I do this? What can I do different? That's where you can really apply some of your skills and try to get better find opportunities, you know, like some of the things we're doing with some of the zoom meetings and Facebook lives. Yeah, it's different. It's, it'd be nice to be face to face, the virtual 5k's. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. try it. It's just new. It's different. And it's going to bring that growth. It's going to be bring strength. And, you know, hopefully you can get past, we'll all get past this and look back and go, wow, that was, that was a good time because I learned this and I was able to push myself yeah, through that. Absolutely. You know, I, I love that because you're right. You don't have to do something like so scary to get out of your comfort zone. You can take little steps to kind of expand it. And, uh, you know, you can break through those zones by kind of getting into that situation of like, what, 
what do I want to, what do I want to learn? What do I want to become? What do I want? To, what do I want more than this? So mm-hmm. to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes it felt good. I think it was funny when we first all kind of got quarantined that, um, and our mindset was two weeks, sweet vacation, no yeah. problem. And we were all gung ho for it. The yeah. kids remember them, they were Cheering jumping up and down. School's school. gonna be yeah. <laughs> now going on to week three and week four, they're like, Oh, I think we're uh, past week four. Yeah. Wow. I'm not we're sure where we are. 30 days but today. it's kind of interesting how like you know, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. And and I and I love that, you know. So we gotta remember that that it doesn't have to be something so big. It can be something small too, as long as it gets us to to you know, look at a uh, a situation or maybe a, a hope or a dream in a little bit different light, so that we can go for it and not not just kind of keep it in that wishful thinking state. Yeah, I mean I that's how that. we achieve our dreams. Instead of them staying as dreams, that's how they become reality. And something we do is by getting into that growth zone and doing something. Yeah, and you know what? You know, you bring up a good point too, and, and maybe talking about like the daily you, meaning you know, think of the people in your life that you've loved and that you respect, and how you treat them. You know, are you kind to them? Are you patient with them? You know, do you do you listen to their thoughts and ideas? Do you forgive them for mistakes? And then give them the space and time and opportunity to make sure that the, they can grow from those things. It's the same thing you have to do to yourself in these situations. You've got to be lenient on yourself. You've got to take daily inventory of like mm-hmm. being kind to yourself. You know, like I have seen on on uh, some social media things about people um, kind of like jokingly uh you know, saying things to the tune of, we're trying all these new things now that we have time and, and I suck at them. So I'm just going to quit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, don't, don't do that. You've got to take care of, of, of your interests and your hobbies and things. And, you know, and, and I think it spills over into, again, that self-love and getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that are uniquely you, you know, like yeah. think about it early in recovery. We teach a lot of these same principles Think about an early recovery athletes and listeners. When we ask you to change your your people's, your places, and your things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is exactly what quarantine is. And so now everybody else that's never done that kind of gets a feel for what you've gone through if you've done these steps in sobriety, right? Yeah. Talking about sleeping properly, eating healthily, which is kind of hard to do right now. Yeah. Have you noticed? Yeah. It's not oh, just because yeah. Easter candy's been flying off the shelf, and you know, I don't dare go to the store now until you know a week or two later because there's all the sale now on yeah. candy and stuff. Um, but it does, it's, it turns into this is unhealthy eating habits, which, you know, let's be honest, mine wasn't that great to begin with, you know? Yeah. And then giving yourself time and space to understand your concept and I guess, you know, I guess in tune to your own spirituality. I have noticed that there's been a lot of increased spirituality during this time. And I think that's interesting in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, people increasing their spirituality just by kind of looking at the situation. And maybe it's a little bit of fear. But it's also, I know that when we're still and when we're quiet, we can hear more. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I love that. You know, and then so like thinking about those around you that you miss and stuff, that means that you care. That means that you love. That means that there's relationship there. And so that's actually a good thing, mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Um, and then looking about, you know, reflecting on what, uh, what has happened and then moving that into action of what's going to happen. Meaning... We can't change the past. You know, we live today, but we can do something better for tomorrow. And I think that's kind of even some of that flow that you're talking about, just getting into that rhythm back of life and whatnot. Um, What do you think of that? I'm curious. Yeah, so um, Cheeks of a High, I I don't even know. Again, it's good enough. Flow, the author of Flow, um, he talks about that. He kind of has a, a chart where, you know, the upside of the L is your challenge. You know, mm-hmm. the, the challenge placed in front of you. And there's low challenge and high challenge all the way from the bottom up to the top. Yeah. And on the right side of the L is your skill level, low mm-hmm. skill to high level, you know. And so if you look at, let's say, so the one I always use is learning how to snow ski. Right. Okay. So. Hard pass. My, yeah. <laughs> well, I decided, I guess, I don't know. I didn't take lessons. I went up to Sundance and took lessons from Heath and Jerem. Yeah. Probably not the best idea at <laughs> all. So they decided to teach me and take me down the bunny hill a couple times when I was young teenager and they're going to show me how they, you know, show me the snow plow and kind of left, right, here, there. I think I went down maybe two times. Um, they're like, yeah, you've got it. And then they take me to the top. Oh my gosh. And they're like, okay, hey, let's bunny do hill, it. Bunny hill, it's a full throttle. Yeah. 
They stayed nice. with me for a minute, and when it took me so long, and I was having a hard time, and I was scared, and I was nervous, they left me. Wow. Okay, so the challenge was by the time I was at the top, really high, my skill level's really low. What's the emotion that comes? Oh yeah, anxiety, right? Uh-huh. Worry. <laughs> you know anger. what I mean? Anger. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they brought anger. Get to the point of the the moguls, and I'm snow plowing through the moguls, like breaking <laughs> the moguls, and people are skiing by me, yelling at me, and I'm just like crying. I just want to get off the hill. I, I didn't want to even doing. be there. Yeah. I didn't even want to be there. Okay, so I didn't feel flow there. Okay, but my brothers, them on the bunny hill with me, there's no challenge for them because their skill level was high. high. So mm-hmm. what's that for them? Boredom, right? Yeah. That's not helpful to them. Okay. So when you're looking at flow, you're trying to find a middle ground in that. And that's where you're searching for the optimal experience. Mm -hmm. Trying to find something that you're, there's an equal amount of challenge and skill. And it doesn't matter what it is we're doing, learning how to play guitar, you know, learning how to ride a bike. You know, if you try to find that middle ground and when you get flow, flow is where you're doing something for the sheer sake of it. You kind of forget about time. You know, have you ever been doing an activity and all of a sudden you recognize that it's been like two hours? And exactly. You felt yep. like it was 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's where you're in that flow and there's true enjoyment of finding that balance. And right now, yeah, there's a lot of change going on. But like you said, in early recovery, it's trying new things. That's the same for everybody right now. Try something new. You may end up liking it, you know? And right now, I mean, you've been doing like Zoom counseling and therapy Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, this is, I really like this. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not that bad. And there's other things like that that we've, we've done with the family. We've done with the kids that we're learning to really enjoy. We just got a volleyball net and Mm -hmm. teaching some of the kids badminton that have never tried it and they love it right camden has just been going nuts playing badminton but if you had asked him even a couple weeks ago before this started hey let's go in the backyard and play badminton there's no way he would have even tried it absolutely and you know it's just trying something new and finding that challenge and skill and we're gonna have to learn grow improve and so we can have some better experiences I really like that because, you know, you can put on on that parameter, you can put, you know, like, like, you know, like recovery, you know, relapse, all these things. And, you know, when you're in a situation, either you're highly confident or you have no confidence. And if you're in either paradigm on either mm-hmm. side of those, I could see how that would be super Dangerous. damaging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Even, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool sitting down with the kids and doing the homework with them and kind of, you know, getting them the confidence they need to complete their assignments. But man, is it boring, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, they're like, uh, it's, 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 I, mean, I'm, I can see it right there in the middle by which yeah. our our knowledge of, of you know, amphibians, <laughs> you know, yeah. and being able to read and conceptualize what that means is pretty high. Yeah. So we're bored. Theirs is like, I don't get what the flipping amphibian is and I don't mm-hmm. want to learn about it. And so they're bored. They're, they're anxious. Know? They're anxious, yeah. yeah. And so it's the funniest thing to see how many paradigms that that model fits oh, into yeah. and it makes perfect sense. The, the flow is there in the middle. And we're always seeking that flow mm-hmm. in different things, you know, but it's going to change as we get it and yeah. we get to that flow, all of a sudden it becomes easier and then we have to change and find something new. You talk about some of our athletes that have done every race and got every medal. Well, now maybe <clears throat> they learn a new sport. Maybe they learn a new thing or yeah. they go decide, Maybe I want to start coaching some of these new athletes Exactly, that are coming. And, you know, that gives them a new challenge to be able to help and yep. work and Coach teach it. somebody else that they've, mm-hmm. you know, learned on their own. And, you know, it's just finding a new thing to push yourself because soon it's going to become your comfort zone. And how do you continue yeah. to move? Well, then with that being said, I think I can declare the fact that then... You know, substance use, drug addiction, alcoholism, addiction, whatever, mm-hmm. will never, ever work the way you think it's going to because it will always put you on on each end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It'll never put you in the middle of flow. Even though you think that's where it's going to take you, it, it can't. It won't. It's too extreme. It's not what we're creating naturally. Well, yeah, it's just it makes not perfect the natural experience at all. Yeah. You know, it's not what's happening for within your physiology, within your body. It's creating an alternate yeah 
experience. So no matter it's not how real. hard you're chasing the high, you're 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 kind of wasting your own time because it's mm-hmm. never going to bring you that flow in the middle. Mm-hmm. It has to be two extremes, either the scarcity of or the abundance of, and then it's you know it's too full throttle or it's not enough. Yeah. That's that's pretty wild. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. And listeners, you know, take take heed to that. I think that's actually a really good point. You know, and, and you've heard me say this before that all chemicals, you know, these experiences that we have while we're high thinking it's great, mm-hmm. they're they're false. They're not real. Yeah. You know, and you're, well, I felt them and I experienced them. Now your brain was tricked into that, but it wasn't real. Yeah. And it reminds me again of that skiing concept when I was working with youth years ago. And uh, the kid came to me after he'd you know been sober for a while, went skiing for the first time, and mm-hmm. he was like blown away at the smell and the sights and the experience that he had riding up this, the lift and smelling the trees mm-hmm. and being able to feel the sun. And, and he's like, I would have never have done that because I always did it high. And I always thought, you know, go smoke a little weed before you go up the lift. Yeah. And it makes it so much better. He's like, I missed so much. Yeah. It's true. You can never have it that way. And I think it's funny if, uh, if we think it, it, it can be because it yeah. can't. Because the real, real experience is it, it can't be duplicated, you know. Yeah, that's actually really powerful, listeners. And I hope that uh, hope that makes sense. And that, and that book with that author who's really hard to to, to announce <laughs> is actually really good. And I think you can yeah, even look great. up on YouTube and get some some additional information on it. But there are mm-hmm. situations I've seen when when I've been running where I get into it and I'm like, yeah, it feels like you can just go forever, mm-hmm. runner's high, so to speak. Yeah. But that's just that flow. Because it can be repeated, not just the mm-hmm. one experience, oh, yeah. but it can be repeated, Absolutely. which is amazing. Yeah. Most people, I don't think, can can have runners high on every run. But when you get into that mindset of flow, you can experience it just with, you know, being in tune. I think yeah. that's amazing. So basically, like opening up your heart, man. You know, I think that that's, you know, accepting your flaws and, and the faults is one thing. And then learning how to love your, your, your thoughts and your flaws are another, you know. Yeah. Being, being able to, like, discover your story uh, and trace your path all the way through this experience, I think, is crucial. Because we've all had times where we've had to, like, socially isolate or have been removed, whether it's been, you know, like uh, you know, like a, a bad relationship or a messed up, you know, friendship when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. We've all had these experiences before. And so I think it's, like, mag- like magnified now. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes when we, uh, we get too worried about not feeling in tune that we start thinking there's something wrong, when really some of these experiences that we're having, they're just normal experiences to be had. You know, it's like we we do these online meetings and not a lot of people actively engage in it. we got a few people that talk a lot, but not a lot of people do. And I think it's Mm -hmm. that, you know, do I dare? Should I let these skeletons out of the closet? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes understanding yourself in a real kind of emotionally intimate way um, and be able to find the reasons of these negative behaviors or emotions that you might feel popping up. Um, they really do kind of make us regret not expanding out of that comfort zone because there are answers to all these problems, right? Mm -hmm. And you take the skeletons out of your closet and you remember why they were put there in the first place. I mean, they're scary. They're scary, uh uh-huh. And maybe the important thing will be the, you know, they'll discover through the process of opening up and getting out of your comfort zone that most parts of our personality and the people that we've become, they're not that bad at all. They're Mm -hmm. just who we've become to be. And, um, you know, I really do think that uh, a lot of that is, you know, getting into that mindset of I can find the rhythm of sobriety. I can get into the, you know, the the knack of the social quarantine Mm -hmm. um, and I can grow, you know, through the emotional disturbances that I'm going to go through. Yeah. Um, If it's so hard, what skill do you need to increase to make it a little bit easier, you know, like we, we've had to learn how to use zoom really mm-hmm. well. We're even still adjusting to it with some of the security stuff. Yeah. And it's just learning a new skill. It's really hard at first, but like you get better at it and then it will just be brand new and easy. First time you got your smartphone yeah. or, you know, oh, yeah. something you have to learn, like all the different swipes for this and swipe for that. And Our then it just Adobe becomes... creative cloud. Holy yeah, crap, man. Yeah. A lot of stuff. I think that when, when people do this, I think the first roadblock they hit, though, is sharing of themselves. I think a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, we get in this mindset that uh, we'll just listen and through listening that we can become healed. And I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I think sharing yourself uh, on the path of your self-discovery, you, you can start discovering the truths that'll really kind of terrify and shock you at the beginning. 
But the goal is to work all the way through them so you can begin to, again, love yourself and understand and accept what you've become and who you are. And after, you know, you've worked through those personal bumps, you can start seeing all those diamonds in the rough, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the empathy and the spirituality and the humor and the love that we share from ourselves, other people will right, like residually feel that. Mm -hmm. But when we keep ourselves quiet and we don't ask for help, we don't ask for guidance, or we don't ask to be a part of, we get, I mean, yeah, we get way out of the flow and we get stuck in high on high ground or on low ground and we're we're done for. Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for people to, to kind of see, I'm not saying the bigger picture of all this, but kind of, kind of utilize their time for like self growth and self awareness and self acceptance. You know, cause I mean, some, some of us aren't alone. We have families and we have family systems, yeah. but then it just stares us down in the face that we, you know, we didn't save enough money for a situation like this. or we don't have enough of this to, to cover that, you know, or mm -hmm. do we going to have jobs at the end? Why do you think so many people get stuck on the, on the on the low ground in these situations well, some of that stuff's just so big you know mm -hmm. yeah that fear and what's happening tomorrow when are we going to be off quarantine when is this going to end what is this you know and just instead of just taking it as what is this challenge you know like mm -hmm. it's again it's your perspective and where's your focus the victim and agent if you're just focusing on the scarcity of it you know what i mean what can you do to make money a different mm, way, a different way, you know, and maybe it is that you're going to need to do. There's so many online programs now, like, right. You may need to go and do an online program and find a different line of work. Yeah. And that we're training these, these maybe a good thing. Yeah, we're training these addict to athlete certified coaches all over the country. And they're seeing a way to utilize their talents and skills for something that didn't exist two months ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're, you're right. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. So it's just being able to look at things differently. You know, I know a lot of people are really struggling with depression and maybe that means you can start the natural way, focus on your sleep, your eating, your vitamins, exercise. And if you're still struggling, call a doctor. You may yeah. need medication to these times right now are scary and hard and if you need a little jump start with some medication do it yeah, don't feel rather like you have than to re uh. yeah rather than mm -hmm. really just dragging yourself down and relapsing or falling into just deeper depression you know do what you need to to be able to help yourself so that you can move forward and have this be a growing time rather than something that's all consuming you know what's funny about that too is it got me thinking that most thoughts that we have most thoughts that most people have um, are, are kind of interesting because your thoughts are just thoughts, nothing more, you know? And I think sometimes we put a lot of stock on that because the first thing we need to realize is that most of us are inherently negative just by nature. We have to be. It's the way that we see the world. It's what keeps us Primitive safe. Primitive brain. Yeah. yeah. And so we have about a thousand and one thoughts every day that, that might be shocking to most people about maybe even self-deception or, or, you know, our own you know, kind of judgment on reality. Um, and why is that? Well, I think it's because fears and worries are necessary to protect ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what it is. And that survival mechanism that we've learned um, can work against us if we let it. Oh, yeah. And so thinking that we don't need help or thinking that we don't need medication, I think really does play into that self-criticism that uh, we're not going to make it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we need to realize that while these thoughts can, you know, can be, you know, might seem like they can't be changed, they absolutely can be. And I think, um, you know, we shouldn't believe everything we think, if that makes sense. We should really kind oh, of yeah. get out of those zones and and kind of see the world for different. Because you watch too much news right now, and it looks like hellfire and brimstone. Again, you get stuck in that primitive mm -hmm. brain, okay? Does the primitive brain, does the caveman, would you trust all of the decisions a caveman made? Oh, geez, no, we no. have executive functioning now we have an executive brain that can make better decisions so quit falling back and becoming the caveman some mm -hmm. of that negativity is us going back to this backwards way of thinking you know yeah. or is it falling back into what mom used to always say or so and so that was so mean to you yeah. are they are those valid opinions let them go yeah. you know what is real well, it's interesting when you can put something out, even like this podcast, and you can get you know, hundreds and hundreds of like likes and hearts and all that kind of stuff, but then you get the one angry face, and that's the one you go for. Why, yeah, why allow that one angry face for someone mm -hmm. who doesn't know who you are or what you're doing dictate you know your movement progression forward? 
Yeah. Those trolls, man. E- easy, easy to get sucked down because that's a true thing too, athletes and listeners alike. The more progress you make, the more people will try and pull you down. We've noticed mm-hmm. this since the beginning of our team, since the beginning of life, right? Yeah. You know, you know it happens uh, when you start to do something good and then someone tries to knock you off your pedestal. For some strange reason, they pull you back. We've talked about this with the crabs, right? Yeah. There's no lids on the baskets of crabs because once one tries to escape, yeah. the other one grabs onto it to pull it down to try and gain advantage to get up yeah. to. And they end up working against themselves. Yeah, you don't even need to hold them down because they'll pull each other they'll down. They'll pull each other down. And it's like, can you imagine that organized chaos? It's just insane. And we do it. We fall into it. Oh, you know? yeah. All the time. Instead of getting away from those other crabs. Yeah. And then again, it boils down to who you're surrounding yourself with. Because yeah. right now, you may not be able to surround yourself with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So are you, in fact, your own crab pulling yourself out yeah. of wanting to change? We talked about the secondary gain before. Mm-hmm. When the... When the, the fear of changing is so powerful or the void that will be left once the situation is erased is so wide that you feel like maybe I better just stay put because I'll feel better being sick and addicted mm-hmm. and traumatized than I will if I fix it because then I'll have nothing to use as an excuse. Yeah, And I'm used to this, yeah. even though it's awful, horrible, like I know what happens. I know where I go every day, how it works rather than. Let's look at the potential of what it could be instead of how scary it is if you do change. Yeah, I like that, you know, because that kind of leads into you know something I've been thinking about, about accepting your emotions without judging them. Because whenever we experience something uncomfortable, like sadness or fear or anger or, you know, like rejection, um, our instinct is to kind of ignore it and to push mm-hmm. it away. But we can't because it's not fair to, the, to our soul, I guess you could say, right? Mm-hmm. And so really, we can't just uh, drop it. We, we bring it on board. So I think a much better tactic for that is to, you know, practice emotional health by accepting how you're feeling. Like that really sucked. That hurt my feelings. I'm sad. And just accept it. Not try to to navigate away from it, to to feel it and be like, all right, what I learn? What do I do next time? What do I do currently? Yeah. It's okay to feel sad or angry Mm -hmm. or, you know, hurt or anxious. That's okay. Yeah. Feel it. And then. Yeah. To understand that you don't need to control your emotions, you know. They can't damage you unless you let them, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, letting things um, kind of get to you that um, you feel like you don't have any control over, the best way I think you can get through them is to fill them, yeah, you know. Yeah. And to really kind of to accept the learning uh, so that you can you know, become more stable. Don't, I don't resist know. it. Yeah, don't resist it, you know. It's important not to confuse acceptance, um, you know, from reje- from rejection, meaning like, you know, we've got to bring these things on board and feel them for what they are. If you're lonely, call it out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid of it. Call out for what it is. Yeah. You, know, you know, don't label it as, you know, as like, you know, like self-isolation and, and good for the environment. Call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. And I really feel lonely and sad mm-hmm. and find a new way to get out of that lonely, you know, Absolutely. Like whether it's FaceTime or, you know, there's an app called House Party and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Going to just watching videos on YouTube. Yep. You know, absolutely Get out there to create your own YouTube. I mean, do these things, get rid of those toxic beliefs. This is something we talked about last week on our, in our therapeutic meeting addict to athlete. And, you know, talking about how beliefs shape your perspective on life and your beliefs aren't, you know, always accurate. Um, and sometimes it can be negatively affecting you without even realizing it. And so to be present and active in, and that desire to change is big, you know, don't yeah. get stuck in that, that things are always going to be this way. And then being able to, to feel, you know, vulnerable to, to your own mindset, which is, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have the courage to do this, despite the fact that it scares the crap out of me. I'm going to jump on this Zoom call and I'm going to check in and talk to people about how I'm really feeling right now. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, being alone can, can feel like a problem. But really, how alone are we? Yeah. You know, I mean, we're really not that alone. Um, it's just that emotional kind of fear of alone that I think we get ma- mixed up because physically alone is not. I mean, it's kind of hard to be physically alone. Mm-hmm. Emotionally alone is a lot easier to slip into, and it, and it hurts more. Yeah, but think? that's where it goes back to what we were talking at the beginning, where it's learning to be able to be happy, good, and love yourself. It's not hard to be alone if you enjoy yourself because you have your own 
you know, spend time with yourself. This is a perfect time to get to know who you are, what you're about, what you like, what you don't like. Like you said, connect with that spirituality. There's law, there's less distractions. And what do we need? Yeah, exactly. What, what do we need and where do we need to gain it from? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of like outlets that we probably shouldn't be tinkering with that used to be able to fill that void. Right. Yeah. So, you know, listeners, as we're, as we're going through these, I hope that you're you're listening to kind of the greater message here, which is you're the ones in control of all this. Oh, yeah. You know, we can sit here and kind of like, you know, spat out all our, our own beliefs and things that work for us. But it's kind of up to you to be actively engaged in in, in the change or to, you know, the resolve, wouldn't you think? I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I love it when I read things that are so inspiring, but I'm like, there's no, you know, there's no like hard like structure. There's no like physical task. And I'm a firm believer that nothing will change unless you actively do something to change it. Yeah. You know? Well, and getting out of that comfort zone, there's benefits to it besides the fact that you're growing and you're changing and there's progress, but it's during that progression that we become more productive, you know, and you can get more done. Um, you're more adaptable to change because guess what? This world is filled with change. Yeah, it is. As soon as this pandemic is over, it's going to change again. And it's going to feel weird because then we're used to isolating, you know. And the more adaptive you become to change, the easier the next change is going to be. Right. So take it. Accept it. Go with the flow of it and, you know, know that that's going to be okay because now you're going to be able to change the next time something else pops up. You're going to become more creative. You know, we've become more creative in how we're spending our time, what we're doing, things that we're accomplishing because we have to, we have to, Mm -hmm. everything needs to be that way. So, and the last one is you're going to grow from it. So, oh, immensely productive, being able to adapt to change, being more creative and being able to grow. I mean, what's what's bad about that? This is seriously like a little Petri dish to most recoveries if you look at it this way, right? Because mm-hmm. when you, listeners, when you decided it was time to like be done with all this stuff, you had to walk away from everything, which was a huge kind of self-quarantining moment, yeah. right? And I think, you know, now the greater landscape of what's going on, reminds us of those things but remember there's always something good that came out of uh, out of that dark pot time mm-hmm. you know and you know learn to again i say this many times and it's still kind of hard for me to fathom learn to enjoy the suffering mm-hmm. you know learn to love this time this is your unadulterated personal time that you get to use to see what kind of person you can become don't mm-hmm. let it don't let it scare you there's enough help out there there's enough resource out there there's enough love out there that's why people say, oh, this is just a sign of the end of the world. Not even close. There's so mm-hmm. much good still out there. Yeah. But you got to look for it too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other day it snowed here a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, I opened the door and it was snowing at night. And I'm like, oh, geez, really? Not again. <laughs> Not again. And then the next morning I opened up the back door and I'm like, holy crap, that's beautiful. And it was gorgeous. Everything was, you know, it was the green poking through the white. And I was like, this is freaking phenomenal. And it melted within an hour and I would have missed it. And I got thinking, how stupid am I to be opening the door and complaining that Mm -hmm. like, you know, water is falling from the heavens and, you know, and, and really what did it do to put me out of, you know, out of, you know, something I wanted to do overnight, nothing. The next day it was gone. I got thinking, maybe be careful about the negativity that you throw out there, even if it's to yourself, because no one heard me say that. I, mean, I did post about it, so everyone that read my post was I making guess. fun. Yeah. And but I thought, you know what, I gotta be careful with that kind of mindset, because you're right. You know, this stuff is gonna make or break us, and I hope that it makes us, because yeah. there's so much learning. This is all happening for a very specific reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, conspiracy theories aside, which I doubt there is one. So, yeah. you know, if you're on that soapbox, take off your aluminum foil hat <laughs> and look at the bigger picture. It's like this is happening for a reason. And I think a lot of it is to slow down and see you know, what's really important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids haven't been to grocery stores with us. They don't go out. We keep them very no. safe. Those are what's important to us. Yeah. And when we have to go out and we come back, we do all the precautions that, that have been asked because we love them so much. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you look at the picture of how much capacity we have to love mm-hmm. huge and those yeah. that are working right now and i hate the word I, I have to say it because no one will know what i'm talking about but the essential workers yeah. it's the stupidest word i, I can't wait till it goes away because everyone's essential we yeah. need everybody to make this thing function yeah essential this is stupid but 
those that are going out there and sacrificing their time and their abilities. Mm-hmm. We have athletes that work at grocery stores, and we have mm-hmm. athletes that, that, that deliver and drive trucks. And I think those are, you know, those are amazing people. We can classify yeah. them as heroes, yeah. you know. And, and they're going out in front of the danger every day right mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. So that, you know, they're getting way out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. so that we can live in ours. That's not fair, right? We shouldn't yeah. think that way. But listeners... Most of you, many of you, a majority of you have done this before. When you left addiction, you felt the magnitude of that social isolation. And those that haven't, you need to, because yeah. that's the only way you're going to put yourself into that degree of change. And right? recognizing it as a way to get better and to grow is going to make it much easier to experience and to go through it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. whether, I mean, I too, I have sad days and mad days and, you know, anytime we have school days, I'm that way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how that much seems more. To bring it I love these too, teachers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, emotions are kind of up and down and all over the place. But it's okay. Yeah, you feel it, and you you know move on, and then you just find the joy when you're out playing a game with your kids. And we haven't played a game as a family for a long, a time, long time because everyone's here and there. And then, oh, I only have a little bit of time on my phone. Like we have had some quality family time mm-hmm. and it's been awesome. Our kids are hating it because it started before the pandemic, yeah. right? We had a road trip down to Disneyland and whatnot, do yep. some stuff down there. And and yeah, they're, now that we're going on almost week two, a month two of just, just, you know, us. just us. And I'm like, I love this. I know. Um, but to a certain degree, they're going to have to, you know, with the trust that, that uh, they can take care of themselves and let them out of the nest as well. But when that time comes, we'll deal with it. I just think that it's important that, you know, you've done harder things. All of us mm-hmm. have. Everyone out there listening has done harder things than what you're experiencing right now. You know, yeah. we've all felt the, the the scarcity or the loss or the tragedy. I think that, uh, you know, thinking that you can't handle this little blip would be, you yeah. know, calling yourself weak and you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they are. Think back to the things you have experienced and what did you learn from them and how can you use that today? Absolutely. You know? And then, and please, be... on some way, shape, or form, share it with others. Oh, yeah, share it. I mean, good grief. Yeah. Can that you imagine? That service makes, it's huge right now, mm-hmm. and it's done differently. I just, in fact, took the garbage out today and saw somebody left us a sidewalk chalk message on our driveway. Like, cute and simple, but, like, there's other ways you can do service now. Absolutely. You know? And, I think outside the box. Yeah. And I, I think that if anyone, if anyone's good at it, it's the people in recovery. Mm-hmm. We all think outside of the box to get what we needed. Oh, Let's yeah. do it now to serve. So I think maybe there's your homework this week, people, is to do something out of your comfort zone. It's going to keep you safe, but also bring you know, awareness and love and joy to somebody else, mm-hmm. whether it's an email or a, a voicemail or maybe a phone call or these old fashioned things. And you know they're called letters, yeah. making sure that everything's sterile before you send it, right? People would love that. I mean, you remember there was a person in our old neighborhood that mm-hmm. when we did acts of service or when we spoke at church, mm-hmm. she would write us handwritten letters. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, whoa. That's amazing. We still have them. We've yeah. kept them because yeah. they meant that much to us. Emails, delete. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, that's sweet. But Absolutely. You and know it takes more effort, and so it means a little bit more. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're lucky here in Utah because we haven't had the lockdown all the way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's going out there and taking a walk, even by yourself, and just you and God, and just walking and listening and talking. Yeah. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Make a gratitude list. Now's the time to do it. You know? Now's the time to start your training for your 5K. Now's the time to start that gratitude list. It's now. Mm-hmm. Because in a couple more weeks when everything's, you know, back Changing to normal <laughs> and getting back to normal, you know, as much as it might, might or might not. You won't have time. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Carpe diem, right? Yeah, my favorite, my favorite line of Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Carpe diem. In fact, that might even be the title of this here. Little Dells. Seize the day. Seize the opportunity. You guys, share this as much as you can. Get this podcast out to people. Listen to it a few times so you understand. There's some deep principle. I didn't think we were gonna go this deep. Yeah. I thought we were gonna talk about some 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 glossy things. Not <laughs> not this deep. I guess that's where our mindsets are. But nonetheless, athletes. Um, Get out there, share the podcast. Remember what we've been talking about today. You don't have to get out of your comfort zone, but at least expand it right now. You yeah. know, expand it until it's it's gone. Think about it. You know, the quality of our life, it depends on a couple different things. How we experience work, which really comes down, it's not a job, but like work. I'm glad you said Cleaning that. the house, doing whatever, mm-hmm. but it comes down to what is our perspective. You know, how are we experiencing it? Is it becoming something we enjoy doing? 
Is it becoming something that we like the work and it's good? And then the other one is our relationships with others. Yeah. And so, you know, improve the quality of your life right now Yeah. by experiencing work different way, but experience it. You know what's funny about that? your relationship with others. Can I, can I share this real quick? Please. I know we're, we kind of got that tone as if we're wrapping up. Yeah, but we but can keep going. I got to keep going for a second. Because you and I had this the other day, and I was going to talk to you about it, but I kind of forgot because other things kind of popped up. But when you and I were washing the windows of the house, mm-hmm. holy crap, right? We had a, lot of we had a really good guy come out and do it first. You know, Jen, mm-hmm. uh, Skylar Sky Jensen. So if you guys need windows yes. being washed, because ours were rough, Skylar Jensen's the guy to call. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so I thought, well, we're not that bad, so we don't need we to call get... Skylar. We can do it ourselves. Well, we're stuck at home. We're Let's stuck at home. Clean. Yeah. But nonetheless, like as we were doing that, it was kind of funny because... I've, I once heard that you always start with washing the windows by getting the corners first. Because most people go in, they go right for the middle mm-hmm. to where they're going to look out. But if you don't get those corners, what happens eventually? You forget about them because you see the middle. You yeah, see the big part. They grow in and you start missing some of that detail, right? And mm-hmm. they, that, that, that little viewpoint that you look through gets smaller and smaller. But it was cool, though, because you know, it was this weird like like moment where I was thinking, man, this is kind of a metaphor. Like my side had a few smudges and so you'd point them out mm-hmm. and then yours had a few and I'd point them out. Yeah, we were and both sides. Yeah, we're both, both sides. And it was kind of cool because it wasn't like I was offended that you, you know, pointed a, of a smudge on mine and neither mm-hmm. did you. And, you know, and it wasn't, we weren't even talking. We were just in that zone. Mm-hmm. And I get thinking, God, that's a lot like what, we're, what we go through. And you, you saying that, I mean, maybe you should repeat those last two things. I think that kind of is, is imperative for them to understand. Yeah, the quality of life depends on how we experience work. Get the corners. Get mm-hmm. the corners. Can we make it good? Can we make it enjoyable? Yep. It doesn't need Can to we do always it together? be fun, mm-hmm. but hard work yep. brings enjoyment still too and our relationships with others. And that's it. Being able to not get offended when we're pointing out flaws or smudges. Mm-hmm. And I think, God, that's so awesome. You guys, when you can start putting into perspective these principles in normal life, you've got it. That's that critical thinking. Well, because now our windows are clean and oh my goodness, the it, mountains are so pretty. A and huge difference. Yeah, the trees are blossoming and to be able to just lay in bed and we can watch that and mm-hmm. the moon that comes up every night and it's not Simple filthy. pleasures. Yeah. Absolutely some of those simple pleasures. Things. I love it. So athletes, you know, remember all food for thought. You know, engage yourself in the change. Get out of the comfort zone. Expand it if you have to. But but really get in there and get the corners clean. Right? Yeah. So as and always, flow. yeah, get in your flow. As always, I want to thank Radio Ronin for their, uh, their allowing us to be on their platform. They got some fun stuff there. If you really need a, a kick in the pants, go listen to them. They're funny. They got some good stuff. They're good stuff. They really do keep a humorous kind of viewpoint on, on this whole situation. And they talk about a lot of fun stuff. And for uh, you know Chunga and Joshua and, and Spencer and Chandler, thank you guys so much for all that you do. So go check out Radio Ronin and the Radio Ronin Network. And athletes, as always, until next time, go turn your mess into a message.